Welcome to Juice and the Sauce, a podcast showing you all the business stories on food. In food and around food, in our culture and for the culture. I'm Lucinda Pink. And I'm Nastasha Lusengo. And welcome. Welcome, guys. Yes, people, we are back with another episode. How are you doing? I am good. I mean, we've been away for like, I feel like it's like been two weeks, but we'll explain why. For sure, for sure. You've been um, enjoying life, is why. I, you know what? Like, let us let me not lie. I've had the past two weeks, it's been my birthday. I've just been doing birthday activities. I've enjoyed it. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I've had such a good time. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And so you should, so you know. Should. Uh, birthday comes around once a year, so you have to enjoy it, especially in these times. Well, yeah. Um, like this year, I just really just wanted to celebrate. Not even because um of last year being in lockdown. I just, I just had the extreme urge to celebrate my birthday, and a lot. It, it's funny because when my birthday was coming up. My, one of my sisters, one of the twins asked me, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, nothing. Because she says, you always do that. And then she was like, though she was the one who was like, why don't you have like a cocktail night? A cocktail night then turned into um, a, a cocktail garden party, which didn't happen because the weather was, it was supposed to, it's, the weather said it was going to rain, mm. but it ended up just being like, it was bright, but really cold. So we just moved it into my house unfortunately Lucifer didn't come I like everybody was asking actually Takumbe came she was asking for you somebody else was there and they were like oh where's Lucifer and I was like he's working so you were very missed and (laughs) but all in all we had obviously you saw the pictures like Mm -hmm. we honestly had such a good time like I would say in my 36 years of breathing on the planet earth because I may start breathing on a different planet soon um it's been the most enjoyable birthday i it's been like before my 36th birthday i would have said yeah my 30th birthday was good but i think my 31st was uh, 35th was a bit better but just out of all of the birthdays that i have literally planned for myself this has been the best one and I really attribute that to the fact of where I am now in life and the people that surround me in life. And I'm not taken away from anybody that has known me prior to my 36th birthdays or earlier on in my life. I just think the people around me just really, they just give me good vibes. There's nobody forcing me to do something. And I feel like around my birthday, I've always felt this over, somebody's always given me, like someone's always got their foot on my neck and asking me for something and it's just like guys it's my it's honestly my and my birthday then turns into this whole palaver of like well yeah it is your birthday but you know like this is what this is what we want and it's and it's always been so tense and always found that there's one person who's made me feel so tense this birthday honestly everybody was just on a great good vibes everybody was good there was nobody pressuring me to do anything people were just like Nasasha just rest enjoy your birthday like you don't need to serve people on your birthday but because I enjoy doing it I don't really see like it's not enjoyment for me but honestly it was the best birthday um I also went to Legoland 
I'm a huge Legoland lover. Like, I, I, I love Lego. Like, Lego, it was so nostalgic. Like, listen, but I cried at the gate when I got to Lego. And everybody <laughs> was like, the people who worked there was just like, is she okay? Like, is everything okay? And my friend said to them, had to say to them, it's fine. She's wanted to come here for, like, years. And it's her birthday. And they were like, <laughs> they just looked at me and they were just like, how is this grown woman crying because of the like being at Legoland but it was awesome I had the best time at Legoland even my friend said like when I saw your reel of what you did at Legoland your enjoyment looks so pure it was just like oh my gosh she's honest and that's what everybody said to me like you honestly looked so happy and I was like honestly best birthday I don't know like coming into my 36th year I feel like it's gonna be such an awesome year for me like literally because it's it was just one of the best births. I feel like life has started at thirty six for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know people are listening to this going, what? And so yeah, for two weeks I've just been like obviously we re- we normally record on a Sunday and it was my birthday. My birthday fell on a Sunday. So we went to Legoland and then just the week that week we tried to record and our diaries diaries were clashing. I had pretty much a lot of orders to get out in that week as well. And then um I had my garden party on the Sunday and then we're here now. So I've just been having a lot of fun and I cannot tell you guys how much fun I've had. Like it was awesome. I'm I'm just sad that Lucinda missed out. Yeah. I'm really sorry that I, I wasn't able to attend. Unfortunately I had work commitments that I, I couldn't get out of, um, I guess cause I couldn't book holiday um, in time coupled with work were extremely short of staff because unfortunately a lot of people, uh, were starting to fall ill with, uh, COVID and what have you. So they, there wasn't any cover, uh, everybody was short. So, you know, unfortunately that's how it worked out, but you know, you know, fingers crossed touchwood and everything, all this, this ice cream stuff takes off. And then, uh, I can tell, you know, I know I don't have to ask to nobody from when I want my holiday, right. I can just say, Hey, yeah. I'm not in today and then um, I can do what I want. Exactly. And that's where that's, that's the whole, it's funny. You know what? This week I was reading, oh, I was actually reading my birth chart this week because okay. I've gotten into tarot a lot. And um, some people feel like tarot is kind of just all mystic or and for the white people, but I'm just like, tarot isn't like, I've learned a lot about myself through tarot and how important, like, it, it's really crazy how, the time, the day, um, the name that you're given at your birth is all is all aligned with the person who you are going to become. Like they say, you like the universe, God already knows you before you're born, and this is an a gateway to actually understanding you. But anyway, I was reading my birth chart. Um, and you have to know for your birth chart, you have to have your first name, um, the name you were given at birth, the time you were born the day you were born as well well the date you were born and the country where you were born as well like the location and it gives you like a thorough in-depth of who you are like most of us know our star sign has just like the sun rising meaning like just your overall like the um the months you're born and then there's your moon sign which is um your the sun going down obviously um but my moon sign is a cancer 
which is very interesting because sometimes I will read, um, I'll listen to a cancer, a cancer, um, or read a cancer kind of star sign kind of thing. And I, it relates to me a lot. But one of the things it says in my birth chart is that, um, for me in particular, I am not a person to be managed. I am, when it comes to work, (laughs) I cannot be managed. I don't do well in jobs where I'm being managed. I like to manage myself and um, my career and my and where I'm going, which is very interesting because that's one of the things I found out in the last year about myself. I actually don't like to be managed by other people. Okay. okay. I, and it's not saying that in a negative, like somebody, like I, I don't like to work underneath someone. Um, I just don't work well when somebody's trying to micromanage, like not even micromanage, like I don't know if there's anything below like micromanaging, but when somebody is like literally always got their foot on my neck and I'm also trying to tell them this is a better way of working. I don't mind people managing me, like I don't mind having someone to report to, but it's in the way that they try to manage me has in like they really like me to work in a box and I don't like that. I don't like me. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, especially from, you know, it, uh, I guess the way I could relate is, you know, having had so much freedom of having, you know, been uh, my own boss for so long and, and now working always makes me feel like my wings are clipped. Like you, you can't reach your full potential, you know? So I guess it's just like feeling like a bird put back in the cage, right? So that makes that makes sense, and you know, um, not everybody can be a boss, and you know, yeah. not everybody can be a worker. Well, I guess, well, yeah, not everybody can be a worker. So you know, you, you have to find what's uh, right for you, and you're, I guess, you're lucky that you struck gold with this cake. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do think I do believe that people will find their destiny in what they're doing and one of the things that I realize I've realized as well and when I see people trying to find their pathway I say this to my siblings all the time what you're meant to be doing comes so easy to you that you don't even see it as work mm-hmm. and sometimes when I see people looking for the thing their thing they are doing the most. And when I say doing the most, they're doing they're doing all of these really cool stuff, but it seems like it's just taking a lot of energy to do those things. And I'm just like, when you find your thing, it's effortless. It's honestly effortless. It's something that you wake up and you do. It's like putting on a sock. And sometimes we hate those jobs where it's like putting on a sock because we think that working hard or doing something really complex is what's going to make us the most money when it's really not it's just something that it's like putting on a sock and you just go about your daily business the things that like for me the things that I struggle with is stuff that is to do with sitting down on a computer like I don't like doing admin but I must force one must force me to do it because if I don't do the admin I won't get the cake orders, right? So mm-hmm. those two things work hand in hand. But even as of recently, I've handed my something like the most trolling part of my admin over to another team. And honestly, I just wake up and 
I just need to hand in a sheet of paper. And that's how I like to be managed. When somebody says, I need to do, I need you for me to do this thing for you. You need to hand me this. That's the way you can manage me because I have to produce the goods for you to continue the circle. Right. But I just think when you want your, when you're looking for your thing, it's very effortless. It, It comes so easy. You could be so good. It's like, I know like one of my siblings, she's, one of my siblings is great at doing hair. I'm just like, why don't you just do hair? Oh, because there's so many excuses of why you don't want to do hair. But how about that doing hair, you'll always have customers and you'll earn your money. And, you know, you can make such a fortune out of doing hair, but you don't need to continue doing it for the rest of your life. You could dedicate like to a year or two to just making loads of money off of hair whilst fueling your other like complex business that you want to start up. And that's just how I see it. Like for me, cakes is something like putting on a sock for me. That's it. I just wake up and I do it. Nobody's forcing me to do it. I don't feel pressed to do it. Obviously the only time I feel pressed is when I've got like a really busy period and it's just like, I'm doing cake after cake after cake, but don't get it twisted. I'd rather be doing cake after cake after cake than sitting at a computer screen and 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 answering somebody's like doing admin work for another company. Like, don't get it twisted. I'd rather be waking up in my own time. I really live and thrive off of my job. Like, I love it. Like, I honestly do love it. Yeah, sometimes it can be a bit like, do you get days off? And it's like to, I say to people all the time. I do. Ca- I can have days off, but I just choose to spread out my work because that's the way I want to do it. Like, I don't see if somebody wants to come and take my time, you have to show me why you're coming to take my time. Um, I just want to jump in real quick. And obviously I don't know the full context, but you know, I might just uh, defend your sister's corner there. Um, with okay. regards to being here. And the reason why is because of, uh, so I can do websites, right? Yeah. For 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 many years, people would reach out to me for websites and stuff, and I would decline the business. Yeah, right. As much as look, if from when I could, because I was self taught um, from early like Web one point days, like the days of um, like Excite, Yahoo was a real thing. Hotbot, I don't know if you remember these search engines like Alta Vista, and yes, um, I remember Alta Vista actually. Yeah. So those days, right. I was, I've been making websites for a long, long, long time. Right. Um, if I would you know, stuck at it and just, you know, let me just grind, make some money. I could probably have some kind of agency around that by now. Cause that's like, I don't even know what 15, 20 years. Like that's, that's a long time. Right. Um, I do not like doing websites for other people. So therefore I've always declined that business, but I I think it also goes back to as well, do what you enjoy. So I, you know, I don't have the full context of your, your sister, but when I hear someone say, you know, there's a business staring in the face, but they don't really want to do it. I can sympathize with them, but Hey, look, I, again, I don't know the full context of your sister. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that is true as well. I mean, if something, you do that comes very easy to you you don't naturally enjoy it then don't do it but um I suppose I I've my experience has always been like the things that I have that have come easy to me um I've actually enjoyed uh, therefore I do it 
But I could flip that. We could flip that on its head and say, like, I really do enjoy fashion. But like, I found it very. I think the experience of going through fashion and going through art school made me um, slightly loathe it to a point where people, when people do ask me to like sew them something, I'm I look at them and just I seize up and I'm like, oh no. And I think that's only because I need to fall in love with it again in a different manner because I think where I was with it it was just, it was just very, very painful. So yeah, I get it. I also do get that. There you go. Um, so I guess, should we, should we get into the starters for this week? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess, um, do, do you have any, any news for us or anything that's a piqued your interest recently? Yeah, I mean, everybody should go to Legoland. Like, honestly, I honestly feel like every... Okay, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories of what happened at Legoland. Um, Should I tell them now or should I tell them? Yeah, yeah, feel free, get into it. Okay, so, okay. So everybody should go to... My piece of news this week is, obviously, Sadiq Khan is still mayor. Don't know what that means. Um... Obviously, he's still running London, so he better drop all of them mad charges he was about to start implying, because if he doesn't, like, honestly, London is going to become a new war ground. But anyway, that's my piece of news. Um, But just generally, like, about going to Legoland, right? It's very weird. As you grow older, right, people tend to not do... People tend to um put age limits on stuff. Like, me being in Legoland, people did, I mean... People did ask us quite often in the park, do you have children? I'm just like, no. Like, why can't... Firstly, Legoland need to build an adult version of Legoland. That's what they need to do out there. Like, Legoland is fun for kids. Go to Legoland regardless whether you're a child, adult. I think a lot of the time we forget how to have fun because we lose the inner child in ourselves. And that's why I really enjoyed Legoland. It was just getting back in touch with your inner child and just enjoying life, like not having an age limit to anything. So anyway, one thing that happened in Legoland, a couple of things, actually. Um, I'm actually going to write them a letter. I've been me- and I need to actually write Legoland a letter. Right. So I had um so when it's your birthday in Legoland, they you can go to the information centre, get a big bat well, not a big badge. The woman said the badge was big, yeah. I was thinking it's gonna be big and then I'm gonna have my name in Lego. Like the things that I thought that was gonna happen, I was just like, fam, it's a badge with a dinosaur on it. And this is just not Lego. Like, why do you not have Lego badges? And then I asked the man, can I get a Lego badge, like, with my name in it, like yours? And he was like, you have to work here. And I was like, okay, that's another thing I have to write to Lego. If you're giving me the Lego land experience, I need everything in Lego. <laughs> like, at this point, I need sausages in Lego, yeah? Just to know that I came to Legoland. But, you know, that's another thing for another day that they need to explore, right? Maybe in America, like, everything is, like, so much different. I don't know. But anyway. So we've got to um, one of their main rides, which is in the Knight's Kingdom. And something that I really loved about Legoland is, like, um, Legoland um, reflects all of their um, Lego additions. So they... If you, um, so some kids really like the, um, some kids really like the, um, the Knight's Kingdom, there's the Duplo, there's the, um, the driving, there's, um, uh, is it Mythica? 
is it mythic yeah mythica is also opening up and that's like the dragons there's the ninjago section like it it's and then they've got like the the girly section in it like so it's really like um divided into all of the different types of lego that you can actually get which is pretty cool so anyway we're at the knight's kingdom and they there's improv actors um in a section of it has your queuing up just to just about just before you get onto the actual ride so the so when they see that it's somebody's birthday these improv actors do a little role play and they'll sing you happy birthday right so there must have been like three kids in front of me actually two kids and one other big 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 man like he was actually yeah he, and he said he was 40 i don't know why i rem- retained that information one big guy he was there and it was his birthday then it was me so for all the kids they were like oh we've got like a little version we're going to sing you a remix version of happy birthday and then they did it and it was like it was just basically a kind of like what do you call it an 18th century version of happy birthday like if you can imagine um what's that character like a Robin Hood version of happy birthday kind of thing. And it was cute, right? So they're doing that for everyone. Everyone gets that version, right? I want you to keep that in your mind, right? Everybody gets that version. And all the people in front of me are white, Caucasian, right? So my friend is saying to me, oh, I'm going to get them to sing you happy birthday so we can include it in the reel. And I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, hold on. Yes, I want all of the things from Legoland. It is my birthday. So she said to them, she's tapped one of them on their shoulders. Um, has um, They're ending the little improv saying, oh, it's her birthday as well. And so um, they've gone and then the guy's gone, oh, my God, and we've got another birthday. And the guys have gone, oh, my gosh, like it's birthday central. And they're doing their little improv thing. And it's funny. So has um, and then one of them says and then the other one who's finishing up with um, another child goes, turns around, looks at me and goes, Yo, 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 we're going to do another remix. Wiki, wiki, wow. Woof, woof, woof. And I was like, I turned around to my friend and was just like, oh, my God. So basically, they went into a little hip hop breakdown. I'm going to call it a hip hop breakdown. But for me, you're just making, for me, you're making, you're, you're making sound effects that you are assuming that I won't get your happy birthday. And somehow you're making very black kind of just talk they started talking to me in a, in their what they consider a black voice and I just turned around and looked to my friend and I was like okay the microaggressions is so unnecessary mm-hmm. and um I like as I was singing happy birthday I just had my mouth opened and then there was another birthday behind me and they went back into their usual role play that they've been doing for everybody else and continued their day did you now, record this? My friend did, but she deleted it. And I was like, Rochelle, why did you delete it for? Um, and she was just like, she was just in shock, basically. And I was just like, look, I know I'm black and you don't need to keep on reminding me. I, For me, basically, it was unnecessary for you to do a remix of like Happy Birthday, like a, a hip hop version. What for? 
and why did you have to put on accents like I couldn't understand the happy birthday that you were doing before for everyone if we didn't understand that you were singing happy people happy birthday before fine but you didn't need to do that and it made me feel so awkward because I will be honest like in Legoland that day we were probably the there was we probably bumped into in the park was busy um, due to social distancing thing, the rides were taking that a little bit longer than they would because I definitely feel like we could have finished the park in probably an hour and a half and did another ride of everything. But because of the social distancing measures, it just made like there was one ride that we probably queued up for a ridiculous amount. And it was just uh, it was just a train ride around the park. But um, there was probably about we bumped into probably about like five other black people apart from us if that mm. and it's kind of just like why 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 did you need to do that you know so i, I gotta be completely honest and transparent uh while you were speaking immediately my mind went to i just being honest my mind went to uh was it that bad because they were, I guess, in their own world, although it didn't come across right, they were trying to make you, in their own way, feel relatable or comfortable with their, their happy birthday song. But then I remembered one dickhead I know that every time I see him, he'll say, hey, to everybody, is hi, hi, hi. And then as soon as uh, it gets around to me, it's like, yo, blood, what's going on, blood? And it's just like, no, just relax. Like, that doesn't, and um, I, I totally get where you're coming from now um and uh it's not nice um but i don't know i i I, these are kind of things like how like for me um i don't want to dive into a rant but it's like how many times how many more messages need to be put out in the world you know to to avoid these things to teach people to educate them like the information is out there do you know what i mean but you know, I guess ignorance is bliss for some people. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's it comes down to that that thing where it's just like, how ignorant can you be, and why do you need to point out why why do you need to do that? Like, furthermore, why do you need to do that? Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's like if I see you start thinking like, do I change my accent if I see, so if I see an Asian person, am I automatically going to go into an Asian accent? No, everybody understands happy birthday, like regardless, like, you know, we're all there. We all understand how happy birthday goes. Um, If we didn't, we wouldn't have asked for it, but it's just that ignorance that people feel like, oh, like, because like, why do you think that, what if I didn't even listen to rap music? Mm-hmm. Why are you making why are you making an assumption based on how I look that that is okay to do? Why can't you just make it if you're gonna have a genetic if you're going to sing happy birthday, sing it properly to everyone. Just have one way of singing it. Unless I ask for a remix, then don't do it. And it just it just honestly, we already feel awkward because we're a minority, but now you're just making it out like 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 we like, like we don't understand like you had to go stoop to it's like you're trying to come down to our level when there is no level for you to come down to it's just 
speak to me as you would speak to your friends. But yeah, it was just a very awkward experience. And it was just one of the things that I am actually going to write a letter to Legoland because if that's the way they are treating like their black guests, oh God. God. Yeah, well, I guess, um, sorry you had to experience that on your birthday of all days. Right, right. I mean, obviously we have to laugh, we have to kind of laugh about it, but it was kind of like coming away going, like, was that, like, why did he have to do that for? That's just, like, mad unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what happened. And, oh, yeah, and so the next ride that we went on, um, so everybody... Um, knows that like when you go to Legoland you do the little driving thing and you get your driving license so this ride has a age height restriction um, I guess um, because the vehicles are quite small so we were queuing up for it and we did not know this up until like we got into the second queue right and so we're there queuing up for the ride and then a woman says to us, um, you're like, she, first of all, we got into the wrong queue and she's like, do you have a VIP pass? And we're like, no, what's that? And then she was just like, oh, um, if you don't just go into the other queue. So anyway, we jumped into the, the normal queue. So we're queuing up there. We're having a laugh. We're kiki in, we're joking. Then another woman comes up to us and says, oi, oi, do you girls have kids? And we're like, no well my friend was like yeah but not with me now well this ride's only for kids if you've only got kids and we're like okay and we just came out of the queue now my friend pointed out something very um very valid she was just like this park is for everyone right? This, when you come to Legoland, it's not like this park you can only enter if you have children. It's a theme park. A theme park is for all ages, right? No matter yeah. size, color, creed, it's for everyone, right? If this ride, um, she was just like, what if like you couldn't have kids? And that's quite insensitive just to shout. If she would come down and just tapped us on our shoulders and said, hey, ladies, like, do you ladies have children? Um, Only because this ride is only specifically for children up to the age of 14. Like, just said it very discreetly. But to shout it over the barrier was just kind of like, man, you don't know. What if like a lot? And I mean, I didn't think of that when my friend said it. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like. Somebody could be going through like not being able to have kids and they're just like in they're just here in the theme park and that's what you're just shouting over the barrier, like with no sense whatsoever. Um and yeah, we just came out of the queue and I was just like, why did you need to shout it though? Like why couldn't you just and it was slightly embarrassing because there was like we were in like the the nearer the front so there was a big queue behind us and we had to literally just come out of the queue I'm laughing but it actually wasn't actually funny at the time and then that was the actually our last ride of the day as well that was the thing that we wanted to do last most and yeah so we didn't get to do that and she was just like what is it with the micro she was like what is it with the aggression today in this park and I'm just like I don't know I don't know but that's something that I did notice that if some of their rides, there are some rides that you can classically see that, like, obviously, I can't get into that 
like that car is small and I can't get into that. But there are other rides like the driving one, which is a very popular ride there that Mm -hmm. you would not know because they've not written it on any, there's no signpost saying this, this, they could write it really cute. This, this ride is for 14 and under, you know what I mean? It doesn't take much for you to write that on a board. So people know, okay, I'm not 14 and I'm definitely not that, but you know, I'm, I'm a big girl, you know, I'm not going to get into the vehicle, whatever, but there's no signpost saying that. So I thought that was very inconsiderate of like, like, but anyway, I'll be writing them a letter just to let them know. Well, uh, sorry, I didn't know all of that actually happened on your on your birthday. So, um, yeah, you know what? It, yeah, I mean, on the day, I would say because I was higher for the fact that I was just in Legoland. It's only when you come away and think of it, and you're just like, "Rah!" Like the aggression was just like mad too much on that just one day. But um, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, in terms of news from me, I don't know if this is like proper, proper news or, or not, but it's just, you know, uh, I guess a couple of things that piqued my interest. Uh, number one, did you hear about, and look, I guess anybody has been listening to this show for, for, for a while or anybody that, that knows me, uh, I'm not a gossip you know, uh, I, I guess you may be able to second that. I don't know if you if you think I'm a gossip or not. Wait, do you think no, I'm a gossip? No, you're not a gossiper. I'm probably yeah. more of a gossiper than you are. There you go. I rarely have any any gist or anything of like that. Uh, but this this thing has uh, caught my attention, uh, and it's uh, Drake. You, you seen what um, has happened with Drake recently? Oh, about the girl who said that, like, um, he left the girl who left her partner for Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Naomi Sharon. Uh, I understand that she's a singer, and uh, anybody listening that perhaps knows the story better than me, excuse me if I get any facts wrong. I just, I guess, anybody listening, just double check this, what have you. But my understanding is, this woman was engaged to this dude for like eight years. Um, they had everything planned for like their wedding and all that kind of stuff lined up. Um, and then, so basically Drake reached out to Naomi, you know, was obviously feeling her, her music and stuff and decided to fly out her, (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, uh, her and her man out. And then when, once, uh, and, and the dude, there's even a video of Drake and the fiance training gym together. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what the sequence of events was or if he left or how it actually came about, but allegedly, I'll say allegedly, we're not trying to get sued out here, but <laughs> allegedly, um, Drake and Naomi got into it and, um, yeah obviously like they apparently they bang and uh, broke up the relationship and then the to take the biscuit Naomi drops a, a little tune I don't know if you heard it you know what I saw this story and I'm just like you know what I'm not gonna put the blame on Drake I'm gonna put the blame on the girl right I'm gonna put the blame on the girl right and this may surprise a lot of you but I'll be honest if you are tight in your eighth year, firstly, you're engaged for eight years. Yeah. That 
should have been a red flag from the beginning. I'm not saying that people can't be engaged for eight years, but what am I do, still doing being an engaged? Why am I still on a on the tip of a cliff? Like, fam, we're either getting married or we're not, right? Okay, people are saving up for their weddings and whatever. You want a big you you want a big thing. Me, I'll tell you, I, we can go to the registry office and we can do the big things later, right? Anyway, that was my first red flag. My second red flag is, yeah, sorry, if you love your man, Drake, a, a piece of Drake ain't going to do it for you. Ain't going to cut it for you. Let me tell you, a piece of Drake is not going to cut it for you. If you love your man, you are not going to paddle in any Drakey pool. Aubrey is just a berry to you, as far as I'm concerned. You don't want to take a bite out of that berry, yeah? So if, 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 look, Drake didn't just fly out the girl. He flew out the couple. He was training in the gym with the girl. As far as I'm concerned, her pussy got wet for Drake and she wanted to dive in his pool. Drake just Drake just took the opportunity. He just took the opportunity. If he did, he just did what any man would do. <laughs> He's just not even any man, because not all men would have done that. Let me rephrase that. He just he just he just went and tapped that thing. This has nothing to do with Derek Drake. Jackson, black men don't cheat. Derek Jackson's a dickhead because Derek Jackson has been selling us a lie. Like, anyway, I don't know why women like there's a lot of things I could say on this podcast to do with like men who tell women like how to date men and all sorts. But that's another that's that we'll leave that for another podcast. But getting back to the Drake thing, like, honestly, she wanted to tap Drake. Like, you know, the thing about it is. If any girl is put in a position, if anybody's put in a position of being with um a high, you know, a high a high flying celebrity, I don't want to say most people, some people will take that opportunity and some people will literally just jump at the gun. The reason why I'm saying that the the eight year fiance thing is a red flag. Because if you're still my fiance after eight years, you're still going to be my fiance for the next other eight years that are coming ahead. Because nobody's really trying to take the leap of, or I don't know what the dynamics were in terms of actually solidifying that as a marriage. Second of all, has a has a female, and you know you've got like a you know a potential husband in the waiting. Why would you even want to go there? Like that's my thing, and. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, Drake um, Drake destroyed the match. No, he didn't destroy anything. It was fragmented before he even entered the group chat. Mm. He entered the group chat. She saw it as an opportunity to go. You know, some people are just waiting to for an opportunity to break something off. And that's what it feels like. It feels like she didn't want to be there. And she just made it. She's just it's just been made as Drake is the protagonist and Drake didn't do anything. He just wanted her vocals. He understood that she had a partner. So she flew out both of them. If he didn't understand she had a partner, he would have just said, no, only the flight is only for you. Then I could understand that. "Mm, That was a little bit of a maneuver there, but he flew the both of them out. So he was under the impression that these two are solid, right? So you go and meet Drake and you think your relationship is this. The relationship weren't solid key thing here eight year fiance 
eight years of being a fiance, she was looking for a way out and she got the way out. Now people are just trying to, that's why I don't think the story has actually blown up more than it has. And that's why I didn't even, I didn't even read into it because I was just like, girl, you're making a dumb song about like, you didn't know this isn't the match. Like fam, you just want, just say you wanted a way out. You wasn't feeling the relationship and you know, you being on a, on on a Drake track is going to make you blow. That's it. That's it. It's a career move. Uh, so my, my, my two cents on it. And look, I'm, I'm just headlining here again, cause I, I don't know them, don't know any of them or any of their connections or friends or anything like that. My headline reading on it is I basically agree with you. Um, I think, so I think all three of them had, had roles to play in this, obviously. Right. But for Naomi, I sense, and again, I'm guessing here that also she did not want to be in this relationship. Yeah. My experience, whether it's from my, my own or observing friends or, or those, uh, closest to me, both men and women, um, you can say, I'll add your two cents to this if you like, but uh, in a relationship with a woman, when she's reached the point where she doesn't want to be in this no more, she will A, start to act up, or B, do things uh, where there's no return or coming back from, which yeah. force your hand to be like, you know what, we actually have to lock this off now. Right? Yeah. And for her, Naomi, obviously don't know what was going on, but like Drake Dick was obviously too great an opportunity to pass up on, but mm-hmm. she, her, she, she must have already mentally been checked out for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, she or, had. Or if she wasn't checked out, she was on the fence and then it's weighing up the options of, you know what? I am not sure about my existing relationship, albeit eight years or not. But, you know, this opportunity with Drake, there's an opportunity here. You know, who knows where it may go, uh, whether that is for a relationship with Drake um, or, or her career. Either of the two. It, it, it almost sounds like win-win. Yeah. So she explored her opportunity. And then, um, yeah, obviously there's no coming. And a, and a song, for me, doesn't sound like she 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 cares too much about the, the results. No, of she, she doesn't because the song, people, I mean, the Shade Borough made it out like it was a legit song. And it was just like, she's just strumming and, and spewing words. Like, honestly, it's not a legit song. She's just, she's basically saying that, like, yo, you thought it was that, but babe, I had got, like you said, she'd mentally checked out. So for me, like when the story broke, I was just like, Drake was just tapping it. Drake was just like, I can tap it. I'm a tap it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Do I think they're in a relationship? No, I don't. If they oh. are, I'd be very surprised, but you know, you never know, but it doesn't sound like it was heading to relationship land. It just sounded like a cheeky, a cheeky, a cheeky, um, a cheeky, let's, let, let's do a thing. Yeah, but you know what? You, uh, with Drake now, like he he, for as famous as he is, uh, he he's been again. I don't follow as much celebrity gossip. This thing his choices of, his choices of women are questionable. But like my brother said, like has a rapper, you know, your choices. You may have all of these video vixens in your video, but what you actually can get is far below what you actually think. Not far below, but far from. Let me rephrase that. Far from what you actually think that they will go for. 
So I was like, that's true. So that one there, uh, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna not go <laughs> on that one. You're not gonna comment. It's fine. Only because of look, I you, look. You you can like what you like, right? And and for 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 <laughs> like, if you have like a best friend, what have you, right? And you know that he can get girls, and then he gets like a not so looking, not so great looking girl, right? That that's his choice. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, I'm, you know it's not even that. I'm not even saying I'm not even mad at rappers' choice in partners. What I'm just what I probably am trying to get at is like rappers sell you a dream in their videos or they sell you that this is the type of person that they want to be with or these are the type of girls that they want but their reality is they really just want a down-to-earth woman they just want like you're down-to-earth cool kind of I'm gonna kick it with you woman all of these video vixens is just like it's like a shop front just to get you in to what get you into the shop of what they're selling but when you actually get in there everything is pretty kind of like oh regular i look i'm a regular girl like i'm not afraid to say i'm a regular girl you know i'm a i'm a bad b in my own sense but like when i say regular it's not what you always think that's what i mean it's not that like like in a horrible sense at all like I'm more here for the natural kind of girl, regular girl kind of thing. But like, that's what I'm just saying. Like rappers have a tendency to show you something that isn't really what they're doing. Okay. So I'm just going to layer this with something, which uh, I apologize if you don't like what I'm about to say. Um, It's a bit controversial. I know a lot of people don't, don't like hearing this, but I'm just going to say it. Um, If, if if you start to rate women from let's say uh, a one to ten, yeah, right? and I'm only using that rating just because it just makes things a bit easier to understand, right? What you generally find, and this is generalizations, what you generally find with let's say nines and out of tens or ten out of tens, right? They've been validated so much as they go through life on their 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 own opinions and like what they say goes and, and all that kind of stuff by all these hungry men, all these simps and all of that will literally just bow at their feet and do everything. The girls that started OnlyFans, they got a million followers just because they twerked or, you know, put on that bikini or something like that. Right. Mm. The issue with uh, a lot of those women, again, it's a generalization because they've been validated by so many men and in this age and day and age where we have like a global economy and like, like you post a picture and you can get someone in, I don't know, Taiwan or Botswana or, or Venezuela, all over the world, liking your pictures, right? International people are liking you. Um, it means that everything that you say is validated means that what you mean or say is, is never wrong. And that means you as a person never really have to work on your personality. Yeah. And and, and and that's where the friction lies because they're like, I guess, so, so great looking like the, the nine out of tens when they want their, 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 their opposite. And in, insofar as to say like a dude who's equivalent of a nine or a 10, right. They clash because of that woman. She won't, um, uh, 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 what's the word? I don't know what other words to use than, than um, say submit. Yeah. You know? It refused because she'll be like, like wrong and strong, my way or the highway, and it leads to a clash, right? And that dude who's like, 
I don't know, a nine out of ten. He won't. He's not on it. He literally, and he's not on it as well because of like the whole hypergamy thing, right? Where women generally do not date down. Men date down. Women date up, right? And as a result of that, and the statistics out there, right? Um, uh, that's done by these dating platforms, and and it's generally these are rough numbers, but it follows like the whole eighty twenty Pareto's principle, where basically eighty percent of the women are chasing twenty percent of those those top guys, and it means that twenty percent of those top guys have access to eighty percent of the women, right? So all those other eighty percent of dudes, they're literally just there home alone, right? But what it means is that for those small percentage of guys, because they've got access to so many women, right? Those nines and tens or what have you that are giving them drama or a headache, they don't need to deal with that. Do you know what I mean? They can just go meet somebody else. And um somebody else has potentially like worked on their personality as a more complete person. Look, I've said it all the time. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I say it all the time. And we're entering into something I was talking about on my WhatsApp status about Kevin Samuels. I mean... Do you like Kevin? I just don't understand. All I'm going to say about Kevin, for people to... How do you get relationship advice from someone who's not even in a relationship and who's not even experienced marriage? That's what I'm going to end. Like, if that's what you're doing, then it's like getting advice from somebody who's you want to drive a car, right? And you want to purchase a car and you're going to somebody who's never driven or purchased a car in their whole entire life. And that's the advice you're taking, right? If that's your mode of thinking, this is why I'm moving to Mars. You know, funny enough, I I, I actually really like Kevin. You know, I, I like what he's got to say. I like his message. Um, I think his, his delivery could be uh for some people a bit softer i guess it would make some of his um stuff a bit more palatable uh for some people but i think like his message i think is 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 very clear and um yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think a, a person who degrades women who go who degrades women on his Instagram lives and tells women that they're not nines or they don't deserve they don't deserve um a man to look after them if they have if they have kids from someone else I think that's very damaging. I think that's very damaging. He may have a great underlining message. I've listened to some of the stuff he says. Yes, his delivery is more for show. I get it because he puts on a whole show, but to degrade women in that sense, live on a show, I'm also going to call women who go onto that, go onto his lives a bit clownish as well, because you obviously, either you're being paid or if that is what you want to spend your time doing. Okay. My second thing about Kevin Samuels Men who who do earn six figures are not taking advice from Kevin Samuels. They're not sitting around his table because they're too busy earning money to be listening to that kind of rhetoric that he's spewing. Third of all, I just don't think some we may not he may have a clear message under there. And sometimes, yes, the people who delivered the messages aren't, you know, we don't like the messenger. Instead of listening to the message, listening to the person who's delivering it. But there could be a smarter and um, 
a more engaging way to deliver it. Um, people who sit there and listen to that kind of thing, I'm a, like I said, you can't take advice from somebody who's not who's not portraying that lifestyle themselves. It just doesn't match up because what is he telling you? He's telling you something that he's clearly not doing, but he has the audacity to tell you. It's like me not baking, but telling somebody, oh, this is how you need to bake. It's like the thing that we always say, people who don't run businesses have always the most to say. People who aren't in relationships always have the most to say, right? I'm just saying that sometimes you should take advice from the person that reflects what you're trying to do. He's not reflecting what anybody's trying to do, but that's what makes it even more kind of crazy that people actually sit there and listen to him. Then I look at the type of people that are actually going on his lives and obviously like you like his message, but I look at the type of people that literally enjoy watching that and then you go onto their profiles and you're like, of course, you're a sloth. Great. It matches up. You know, so for for me, yeah. (laughs) I, 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 I think he's a genius, right? And I think he's a genius for his business standpoint of what he's, he's created here, right? And what I mean by that is he's actually, he's actually, he now has infinite amount of content because of hypergamy is actually nature. Right, um, you know how Pergamy? No. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, what? let me let me let me bring it up. Uh, hi hi Y P. Uh, sorry, I'm doing the spelling here for you people listen. The action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a person or a superior psychological or educational background. Uh, sociological, uh, I think I said it right or wrong. I don't know, but so anybody can Google it, right? But basically, it's the whole um, aspect of a woman wanting to better herself through, uh, even through the action of marrying or, or dating or pursuing a relationship who's her, her equal or above, or generally above, right? So with that said, uh, you know Jordan Peterson? No. Okay, so Jordan Peterson is, uh, I understand to be, uh, hold on, let me just double check before I get this wrong. He's a Canadian clinical psychologist, right? Uh, I recommend his videos. He's got loads of amazing like videos and, and stuff like that. But in one of them, he talks about hypergamy, right? And he, he's talking about it from like how it's helped evolution, right? Because basically he's speaking about like, I think it's apes or something like that. And he was saying that with apes, what happens is that you have like the dominant ape and then the um, and then everybody else in the in the group i don't know what you call the pact in, in that the kind of thing but you have the dominant dominant ape and basically the dominant ape has um mating rights if you like you can go and mate with whoever women but he said what's interesting about that species is that is that it's not exclusive so therefore anybody can mate with that uh, female ape, right? Any other males in that that tribe or that whatever it's called, right? So he said, what's different or interesting about, I guess, the humans as a species is that 
um, we don't exhibit that same characteristic. And that's potentially how we've managed to evolve so quickly. And what it's basically saying is that because of women generally date up um, or, or pursue someone, I guess, with rank or, or, or status or clout or, or, or um, being able to provide resources, what's that that's meant if you if you revisit that statistic of you know the whole 80 20 rule that uh women have pursuing like they say 20 percent of you know the top guys what what's happened over time if you go like i guess hundreds and hundreds of years or thousands if you think about evolution is that the the guys that were fitter stronger whether it's taller is a better characteristic or or smarter that were able to you know acquire resources um build um, homes and all those kinds of things. As time's gone along, women made themselves exclusive, which is different from like apes or what have you, exclusive to those men and being it wanting to, you know, I was about to say mate, but we're not animals like, you know, have sex and just, you know, build ties and form relationships. So what that's meant is that the genes of dudes that are, I guess like they're useless for a better word guys have just died out because obviously they haven't been able to, to, to mate with anybody or, or build a family and stuff. Right. So as time has gone on, this has just made it, it, it becomes part of nature. Right. So as a guy now, guys, we compete for women. And what I mean by that, a whole like it's funny. My, I remember my friend saying to this when I was like eighteen. He said, "Everything you do is for women. You get your hair cut for a woman. You buy nice clothes to attract women. You go to school to get education, to get a nice job, to you know buy the nice car, get the house, uh, get the nice house or whatever to attract women. You go to the gym to look getting uh, getting in shape to attract women. Everything you do is to get women, right? Um, and then, but." At the, the end of that, obviously, the the more successful you are in, in any of these categories, right, the the higher chance of you getting, the I guess, the woman of your dreams and things like that, right? But the thing is, the reason why I say he's, he, he's a genius from a business standpoint, I think, is that, um, again, you may disagree with that. It's, so, it's not even a cultural thing. It's almost like, I don't know the right terms for this, almost ingrained within our DNA, this hypergamy, right? So it, it's almost like I would expect, I guess you as a woman to never agree with Kevin because it's ingrained within you, right? And as a result, if that's ingrained within all women, the guy's got endless content. He will make endless videos because he, he's not battling culture. He's actually battling what's been ingrained in us in, for thousands of years. So he's going to have thousands of videos of, of like so many women who would absolutely refuse to understand what, what he's saying. But on the flip side for, for a dude, we can, you can see what he's saying um, as, as clear as, as clear as day. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm going to disagree with that. Like, it's not about that, the fact that like he's, like women just want to disagree with Kevin, right? I think the thing that we all miss in this, like I'm saying, for me, it's why are you cussing out women that want those things? Like, why do you think as a man that a woman doesn't deserve those things? Because let me tell you, it's ingrained in our society because that's what men told us. Like, if we really want to put it, flip it on its head, like... All of these kind of like um, men having to be upstanding um, um, citizens and stuff like that. 
sorry, like, let's go take it back into the biblical times because I spoke to one guy who had the nerve of telling me that, you know, women should be nurturers, women should be this, men should be taking care of the household. You guys made those standards, so we're just following through. You don't like the standards that you set, you shouldn't have set them in the first place. Women are just following through. And that's another thing that I'm saying, like, is missing from the conversation because you want to say, oh, men, we're, we're, it's ingrained. It's it's ingrained because you made it that way. How about there? How about there? Let's, so, let's take it back into, into where this whole kind of kind of um, thought, um, thoughts and how women are one lane and men are one lane. Is that not what men set the rules to be? So you guys don't want to work? You now, now you're saying that our standards are too high because this, you know, we're setting too high standards for you to reach. How about that you drop those standards? Like, like you created those, men created those standards. They've been there since the beginning of time. Okay, in the 18th, 16th century, all the way back in the biblical times, men were told that, like, if you want to have somebody's daughter, you have to bring in the coins. You have to know how to look after her. Because if you don't look after her, how's she meant to do the things that you want at home? So now now we can't ask for those things. Now we're asking for too much. That's too much to ask for. Okay. That's what I don't agree with. Cool. So I've been making notes, right? Because you made a few points there. So there's three things I want to um, check back on, right? A, the rudeness, right? So the thing about the the rudeness, um, I don't know if you've um, had the chance to watch like um, his three hour shows. Right. No, I wouldn't. I, I, Fair enough. Me, so, in a three-hour Kevin Samuel show. So, man, I must be sitting with my man, and he must be able to. Like, we must have had some deep conversation of why I'm heading in that direction. Cool. But, okay. So the thing about it, right, is that the stuff that goes viral, whether it's like Shadeborough, World Star, and all of that stuff is clips even some of the 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 clips that other people have made are clips of obviously the stuff that is um there's a clash right and that's why people have clipped it right but if you watch like the the three hour shows and even kevin speaks about this right it gives a lot more context right and what i mean by that is that um he 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 gives more i guess in instructions or um uh, uh, a warm up to the conversation that he's about to have, um, and then explains like his viewpoint in a lot more detail. As you can imagine, that's why it's it's like three hours. And then the result, what happens like nine times out of ten, is those that come on his platform is before it reaches a point of if you want to call it like rudeness or or um, people not being polite or, or Kevin not being polite, um, he's been provoked. Um, he's been provoked by either them not um, re- replicating his energy um, or, you know, trying to tell him what to do or, or say, what have you, or just not coming on for, for, for the topic at hand. But there's, there's multiple things, but basically I'm, I'm just trying to say that those clips are very small, I guess, insight into like how the conversations actually, actually, actually happen. And what what it reminds me of, and this is like a, an extreme example. It's like, it's like, um, you know, um, a woman being abusive and just use an example here, a woman being abusive to, to a guy in a relationship, like hits him every night. Right. And then, um, and this has been going on for like, I don't know, a year. And then one day, 
um, the guy actually strikes her back in 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 reply, and then what? And then for whatever reason, there just happens to be a video footage of that clip of him hitting back, and then that. But that's literally all that's going to be spoken about. Um, not not the bit that you know, um, he also received something on the other side as well. Um, so that's one point I wanted to make. The other two points I wanted to make, you spoke about like whole going back to biblical times and like the whole nurturing and things like that. The thing about that, right. Is that even if you precede that, right. Before biblical times, right. If if you want to talk about like dynamic of like men, women, what have you, and you speak about the whole hunter gatherer thing, right. Generally. And, and it's only because of like nature, that guys or men are generally designed or built to be bigger, stronger, fitter, more physical. Those were the dudes that would, or, or the people, or, or the uh, not race, the the sex that generally will go out and be hunting these. I don't know. Obviously, no one's eating lions, tigers, and bears, but um, hunting um, among all these um, dangerous creatures or going out there. Um, so that's just something that's um, evolution, as opposed to dictating. Oh, this is your 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 role because um you know women are generally more vulnerable um especially during the times of like you know pregnancy whether it's before the nine months before or even after or in taking care of the kids um just out of you know just just nature um, a woman is generally more more vulnerable especially from a health standpoint um um post post giving birth um not all women make it you know obviously yeah. we've got modern medicine and stuff like that but not a lot of women make it um it, i guess in the pre-biblical times post giving birth um so i my personal opinion is, is the evolution of that as opposed to dictating um and the thing you said about um setting standards and women having their standards too high so my reason for it is everything i described prior about the hypergamy thing right i just think that's an evolution that's just carried on through time right but i think what the point kevin is trying to make right is that with guys because of the guys are able i'm willing to without hesitation date down you even referenced it when you mentioned all these celebrities or what have you not necessarily being with who you you think they may be because of guys are so open to dating down the the, the only point he's trying to make is that if a lot more women were open to that notion they'd find happiness um a lot more because you have to remember there's so, so many dudes it, so why doesn't he just say it like that so why does it, why would you have to cuss out a bunch of women and tell them that they're not nice to actually get that that's a simple that's basically what you're saying here is i'm agreeing with his delivery is just wild and yes you do it for ratings but then again you just come as you for me you just come across as misogynistic um, you think you're on some sort of high hopes, a high horse, but then again, my thing will always, I will always return to the point of like, you have the audacity of giving out all this advice, but you're not actually in the pool. It's like, you're not even swimming with the sharks for you to actually give out this advice. Because if you were swimming with the sharks, you'd actually understand, or maybe your pre your dating record has given you this much knowledge for you to be able to come and say like, Hey, I understand that the reason why women are dating, you know, you know, won't date down to find happiness and stuff. But in the same way you're saying like women date up, men do date up as well. Men, 
men men want video girls men want the girl with the big booty the big bust they want a girl with a small waist they want her to look tropical or i say tropical but i want that they, they want her to have like this mythical ethnicity they want her to have longer i know men who've openly said to me yeah they will not d- date a dark-skinned woman they want a light-skinned woman because they don't want their kids to be ugly i know a guy that said that and he's a massive fan of kevin samuels and i'm just i was like i'm not surprised two peas in a pod you know that, what I mean? <laughs> that dude, that dude that you said this, right? I don't know this dude, right? Um, does he have kids? He does have a child now. Okay. And the woman that he's with, is that the girl of his dreams? I've not asked. I've seen I've seen a photo. I've not asked the question. Okay. So from I, your, okay, you might not want to be specific, but specific, sorry. But does she, does, does she, in your opinion- in. She's okay. light skin. I, I think she's younger, so she has. She, she's not fully bloomed into her mental state of mental. No, I want to say she's not. She's very young, so she has a young mentality. So is she hot? She's cute. Yeah, she's she's light skin and she's cute. Okay, um, are they together? I that um I, I don't know. That's uh, you know what. Those things I have to like for that information to be in my mind, they have to pay rent. Like I don't okay. care. Right. Um, I can cut this if you want to cut this. I just uh just no no no. I think it's interesting. Let's not okay. cut anything. The 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 only reason I ask right is that like look I I <laughs> don't get me wrong. I even me myself right have a picture in my head of this dream girl that I want right, but I am completely open and understand that like that might not marry up with who I actually meet right and if I meet somebody who's mad cool right am I gonna pass up the opportunity because a butt isn't as big as I want it to be do you know what I mean and chances are no you know um but I I genuinely think that that is just something guys are more open to because of we face rejections for so early Right. And and the reason why we face rejection so early is like 12, 13, not 12, sorry. Like, well, m- maybe 13, 14, when you're trying to, you like, you fancy that girl at school and he's like, oh, I got this crush. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I haven't had a crush in years, but I, I remember my crush. Um, you fancy this girl, you really like her, but she likes the cool guy in school. And this cool guy in school happens to be in like two years above. Do you know what I mean? He's got the latest, like, um nikes he's got the latest tns or whatever it was yeah um i'm obviously telling the story from my my childhood but yeah um and then and then you fast forward that a few years you go into the club right and you're not 18 like you're, you're just going out and you you know you like these girls in the club that are your age right your your peer level and you're trying to approach her but she likes the guy that happens to be a few years above because of he's he's got a car, he's got his own place, you know, he, he's got a section, he's buying bottles or, you know, even a few years older, like he's flying around, he flew her to there. And it's like, we face so much rejection. It's like, what, what am I going to do? Because guys, um, I forgot there's a statistic out there that say that you don't um, reach your peak until about, I think it's about 40, 45. So what, young boys have a stupid mentality some young boys have like stupid mentality i'll be honest like some guys my age i'm just like do you listen to the things that come out of your mouth 
like some like sometimes I really want to write a book that says this is why you're single because some things that come out of guys who are 35 between the ages of 34 to 36 I'm just like okay this is why you're single and this is why I'll go date a man who's older than you because men who are older seem to have it a bit like mentally underlooked I really don't look at a man's age. I really look at like the the man's mentality and what he wants from life and where he's going. And I think, yes, younger girls will always be attracted to the guys that have everything together. And unfortunately, the guys in their age bracket will get left behind that because unfortunately, women are told that once again, society has told us that the man who has everything put together is the one that you should go for because he's going to look after you a lot of girls a lot of women in my experience I've dated people who don't have it all together but when they do finally have it all together they go for their dream girls and it's just like hey but who was the one that was sitting here where that is why a lot of women don't want to be supporting the guy who's just trying to get it because They've probably been through something similar and that guy has always left them for what they feel that they now deserve, which is the, the model looking girls. So it's a you catch know, twenty-two it is a catch twenty-two situation. And let me just finish. It's a catch twenty-two situation. And it just really it then comes down to the character of the person that you're trying to, that you are trying to get to, which something that I don't know if Kevin Samuels um, really touches on. It's yes, the looks can always reel you in. But then again, when you break it down, you've got the looks, but do you have the character? And most of the time, like sometimes the character and the looks don't really measure up. And that's not because, and uh, you said this a little bit earlier, that sometimes it just takes, for, for some girls, it's just the pretty face and the cute outfits and that's all it will take. But some guys are looking for more deeper and they realize, oh, so it was just actually the pretty face and the cute thing to get. It's a shop front. Everybody's shop front is a shop front, isn't it? And we try our best to make our shop fronts look very, very worthy. But it's really when we step into those shops that we actually get the full picture of actually what's going on, what's going on inside and see that sometimes the things happening inside don't measure up with the stuff that's actually being displayed outside. So it's a catch-22 for women. And men who say they suffered a lot of rejection, women too go through a lot of rejection. We've been rejected. I can tell you that women are told from the get-go, like, you know, as we're growing older, if we're going to be pretty ugly, you know, we, we, we're suffering from rejection from the people that we feel that we should be, that should be protecting us, but we're actually, they're actually rejecting us. Like I know, like me personally, some of my experiences of growing up, I was told that I would never have a boyfriend because I was too ugly. I'd never be attractive to any man because, um, I, I was too dark. So the rejection I faced, as much as men are saying, you guys are saying, oh, we've suffered rejection. Women go through that rejection from day dot because we are like sexualized from the minute that we are told that we're a girl. So, so okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I made another list, right? There's a few things. 
I wanted to, to talk I to you. I hate again. that our main segment has now turned into Kevin Samuels, like literally. Yeah, for anybody listening, we, we had another topic in line, but this is literally like... So t- today we are going to really stick on the, like, the the Kevin Samuels and the... It, you know what? He's been coming up on my feed so much that I honestly, I'm just like, oh God, I, have, I even have to pay him attention. Well, but it, it's uh, it, it's uh, a sign of how relevant, I guess. Well, in my opinion, anyway, how relevant what he's he's trying to say is. Uh, in in terms of, I I only think he'd be gaining 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 uh traction right now. I, okay, from a guy's standpoint, from a dude's standpoint, the reason why I think a lot of guys also find interest in what he's saying is he's almost speaking for them, especially for people that struggle to articulate themselves. Like me, I feel that I'm not as good as articulating myself as I was once was for like maybe five, ten years ago. I don't know the reason why, but I, I kind of struggle at the minute. But yeah, I think that he is able to articulate a lot of the points that some guys are trying to say but don't find the words or able to say it. Um, I think that's why a lot of guys have gravitated to him. But to revisit some of the things that you said, uh, just three things again. Um, you, you spoke, you touched a bit on like maturity, right? Um, so, so you know, the older guys, uh, you didn't use the word maturity, but just just the older guys, I guess, being, I guess, on the level or, or, or that right kind of level versus like guys your age and kind of that thing. And, and my personal opinion on that is just like experience. Experience is always a teacher, even as a woman, ruling out um, men you as a woman are perhaps more mature than you were five years ago and then vice versa and vice versa uh, as you trickle down, right? And the thing about that, I think that I had a good friend, right, who was or is uh, maybe five years younger, but it was a a group of us all similar age and he used to hang out with us, right? But as a result, he took on board challenges that his age group weren't having to face, and what I mean by that is when we're going clubbing and stuff like that, he's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I need, I'm not old enough to get in the club. I have to dress up to look like I'm old enough to get in the club. So I need the right clothes and da, 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 da. So I need to get my money together to be able to look like that. So he's doing these, he's working out these issues of how to get his life together, his money together and all of that stuff up while his friends are doing paper rounds and just, you know, hanging out on the weekends. Right. So that fast forward his, 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 his maturity, right. To the point now where now, even though not now, but always from, from, from those days to, to, to now he's been above his years in terms of like age, maturity, maturity, and especially his bank balance. Right. And the guy's gone clear. Right. So with that said, when, I guess you as a woman, because you have access to older guys, because older guys generally want younger women, right? So when you have access, the kind of conversations you're going to have is always going to be mature. So there's nothing, there's actually not much a dude can do apart from just go through the experience until he reaches that, 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 that age, you know, it's just one of those, those, those things of life. Um, and then you said, um, the thing about you, you mentioned something about, oh, okay. Um, you know, the possibility of women not wanting to give time to, to a guy that hasn't got it, you know, um, because eventually he may leave you for his, his dream girl or stuff like that. Personally, I've been in that position too. Okay, cool. So what I would say, um, Okay, I'm going to hold my guns on this, right? I was about to say it's a myth, and I still agree it's a myth. I understand that you said you've had this experience, right? And when I say it's a myth, I mean that I, th- I my personal opinion is that this will not happen to, like, 
80% of women, right? If not more, right? And the reason why I'm saying that, right, is that for 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 a guy to go through life and then become successful, yeah. I've met even from my entrepreneurial journey, yeah. I don't know what other words to use. I'm trying to trying to find some PC words, but there are none. Some waste men, right? Some guys that do not have their life together. Some guys with grand plans and grand dreams, even, right? And they will never make it. The unfortunate truth, right? You you are an entrepreneur as well, right? And you know that. Um, I don't know what statistics are or numbers. I'd have to up, up, um, look it up, right? But most people, the majority, 100%, more than 50% of guys or, or women in that entrepreneurial journey will not make it. And I and I don't even mean having a one or two good years or in five good years. I just mean a lifelong successful career as an entrepreneur. Even when they start, let's say they start late in their life, that they go on and they're going to be successful as what they do Um it's 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 so rare so many people live an average life right so with that in mind it makes me think oh okay cool of the people that actually like bus like they actually make it through it's a small percentage of the population not even just the sex of the population right we have so few millionaires right um, so few people that are actually making more than a hundred thousand pounds a year. It's a tiny percentage, right? And then when you break that down of that percentage of the population that are actually, okay, male, right? And then you break that down who are actually to say, um, 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 our race, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or a single or in relation, it gets such a small percentage, right? So when you think about that and you think about, oh, okay, cool. How many women are actually going to meet these guys that are start off bums and then actually blow up? I, I, look, I'm not going to um, um, disregard the, the fact that you said you had this experience. So you were one of the, the few, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but it's so rare that women will meet that opportunity that I I, I don't think most women would have that as a worry. That's my, just, just my personal opinion. Um, and then the last thing you said, ah, oh, what is this? You said something about rejection. Okay, cool. So look, I, 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 I don't want to negate what you've, you've, you've been through, especially as a, a woman, you know, society does place pressure um, on, on, on women to, 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 I guess I'm going to use the words compete in the sexual marketplace. And what I mean by that is like, yeah, beauty standards, um, um, and so on and so forth. But with, with that said, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I still think guys experience more rejection. And the only reason for that is because of going back to the earlier statistic about like, 80% of women are chasing 20% of the guys. Those, 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 um, 8% of dudes are invisible to women, right? Absolutely invisible. Like there's so many women out there, right. That have been like, Oh, you know, I wish I could find a good guy, you know, uh, guts a guy that would treat me right. That, you know, who, you know, do all this, and this, that, and the other for them. Right. But they have that in quote male friend who didn't start out as a male friend you know he was interested but you know he got put in a box right this dude loves this girl he would do anything for her and you know i've been in that box before and i've I, you know i know many dudes that have been and the thing is but he's invisible he doesn't even come up as a as 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 an option and it's so, and you have to remember this is 80 percent of men 
who are in this 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 box with so many women, right? And so many times that they go out and try to pursue like relationships or like they actually want relationships, they want to date, they want all that kind of thing, and they get rejected, rejected so often. And that's why I'm I'm just saying that like as a dude from young your skin becomes mad tough because one point I was just going to make earlier about um, approaching maturity about when you're 40 or something like that. When you start getting rejected, like 13, you have, you're not going to wait like what, 20, 25 years until you reach your, I guess, financial maturity before you start dating. You have to start, you know, broadening your horizons and lowering, lowering your standards. I, I think this whole kind of, standard thing like me personally like I said I still not agree with you that men suffer more rejection because I think I think I always agree to disagree because I think I think women also suffer high rates of um, rejection from the moment that we know that we are women basically that you that we're told that you know we have to look a certain way that all builds up to our rejection. And we then also build, we build in our minds, the type of guy that we are told that we should be aiming for. So I think I always disagree. I'll always agree to disagree on that one. I would say that we all suffer from, we all equally suffer a lot of rejection. um, However, that may come about, but just generally, I just think that, yeah, I mean, look, men, the, the whole thing about dating, I think it, I I have, for me personally, it now comes down to um, who your character inside. Yes, your looks will always reel me in. I can speak to you and I can like you um, for your looks, but if your looks aren't measuring up to your character, it means nothing to me. It honestly just means nothing to me. Um, I think I've always said it, and I've said this to a lot of my friends, and they're always just like, yeah, but, you know, you got to like the person that you're looking at, and, you know, and I said, yeah, it is true. You do have to like the person that you're looking at, but if what I'm looking at, if what I'm looking at is beautiful but has no character inside, Character is longevity. Looks are going to fade. And I say this to people all the time. Your looks are going to fade. Like when you are 100, you are not going to look the same way when you looked when you were in your prime, in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. You're not going to look like that. At 70, you're not probably going, depending on what your gene status is like, you're not going to look like that. I definitely think like I'm going to age well because I look at my mom and she looks fantastic for her age. So I just want to put that out there. (laughs) But that's not the story for everyone, right? But just in general, I know that there's going to be a certain time where, you know, like I'm going to age. Right. And, my, my, you know, my jeans aren't going to look as spunky as they did. And it's going to be whoever I'm going to be with. They're not going to look as spunky as they did. But, you know, what's going to carry us through is the testament of the character that they are. Do they are they the person that they said they are? And do they show up like they they the character that they have said that they are then yes we're gonna last but I I genuinely do think it's more to do with character than looks 
yes do i think people should do i think people should lower their standards i don't think it's lowering their standards i think it's rewiring what they 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 expect of the people i don't really think that people know what they really want from people apart from a good looking guy that earns six figures i i hear that all the time i want a good looking guy that earns six figures okay so what else like he can your man could do all of that but is he just generally a kind person does he you know is he trustworthy is he looking you know does he know how to look after the house if you're not there like all of those things I don't think people really put those things into perspective when they're looking for a potential partner I can honestly say that there were times like in my 20s I didn't think of all of those things I just generally wanted a nice looking guy that drove a nice car because that's what the world told me that I should also be going for. But I think um, just generally it's, it's more than what you see. It's more about what you don't see in a person and those things that you don't see in a person account for more than what you actually do see. Cause you only see a fraction, you know, what we see is just a very, is the small, when we see them, it's the biggest portion, but then it becomes the smallest portion when you, look at like spending the rest of your life with somebody it becomes a very small fraction and um i think that's a a, a nice way to, to to wrap up the main sorry guys i have to be the, the the bad guy um with mad overrun um from when we've uh we're meant to wrap up but uh it's funny i've really actually enjoyed clashing with you on this <laughs> I have as well because most of the time you agree, we agree, um, or we agree to disagree. But I've enjoyed clashing with you on this as well. I'm just like, I'm actually like in my blood. My blood is like, how can the Simba say that? Because <laughs> we have to continue this conversation off air because I really just need to know where this love of Kevin Samuels comes from. Because some of the guys who I noticed do follow Kevin Samuels, I was just some of the guys that I know that do follow Kevin Samuels. I'm, I wasn't surprised. I was like, yeah, like yeah, that's the way you think. I was like, yeah, that's correct. I'm I'm not surprised. I was like, yeah, he's correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, no wonder you think like that. Okay, yeah, make all makes sense. All makes sense. Well, you know, you know, uh, th- this is about to start another conversation. So I'm gonna gonna take a, a, a detour actually into the um into the into the oh, what is even the next with the dessert for the day. But even yeah. before I do that, right? Because there was even another part. I'm not going to talk about it now because there's not enough time. But there was another section I even wanted to mention as part of the starters which triggered it obviously into our mains, but the whole uh, blue therapy thing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Like once again, it's just like, girl, like this is what I'm saying. Like some of us, you know, like. <laughs> but wait, wait I, save it, save it. If you've seen it, save it. And let's, let's talk. Cause the, by the next time we speak again, episode three will be out and then we can, we can touch on blue therapy. Cause I think there's so much to unpack in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Because I've only seen clips. I need to watch the whole thing. But oh, you haven't seen the whole thing? I've seen some of the clips. I've seen like the after shows of them talking to other people via like Instagram Live and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's just okay. All right. We'll talk about that another time because yeah, once again, yeah, yeah. I have a lot to say for the women, and as much as I've got a few things for the men like the men don't to be honest the men don't surprise me I actually agreed okay. with one of the guys in in um the the whole blue therapy thing um 
I'll just tell you which guy it was when he was asking what the girl brought to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agreed with that because I think a lot of the time women just think, oh, I'm just, I, I bring me to the table. But it's like, babes, even I'm going to ask you, what is me? <laughs> because even me, I need to know what me is, right? And I think that's something that um, not just women, men and women should know what they are bringing to a table. It's like, not just in relation in any relationship you enter, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business deal, whether it's romantic, you need to know what it is that you bring to the table. You can't, it can't just be, I'll be honest, sometimes a pretty smile and clo- and cute clothes don't cut. Because to be any, to be honest, anybody can do that. Anybody can get a bag of money and look cute and get a cute smile. Anybody can do that. That's so, that's that's just a general thing. Like that's just it's just kind of like for me, cute clothes and a cute smile is like washing your body every single day. It's something that you do. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I see this particular conversation getting just as deep as today, uh, especially when you speak about bringing things to the table. Um, I guess shout out to anybody that listens to the Fresh and Fit podcast. Uh, shout out to them for what they're doing as well. And anybody wants to check them out, recommend their podcast as well. But uh, yeah, n- next week, I, I guess uh, listeners don't, you don't We're going to continue this conversation because like, like I said, Kevin Samuels, obviously he triggered me. And um, yeah, I did like, obviously if you have, if you have my personal number, and you listen to this, you will see the conversation. If you don't have my personal number and you want to know what happens on my WhatsApp, um, unfortunately, <laughs> you have to be my friend. And not many people, many people who have my friend, number are like my friend. They meaning they're just acquaintances and they just get they just get snippets of my life. They they get the, the full picture of my life. Mm-hmm. And then I have my friend's friends. Mm. So, um, dessert, flavor from the continent. What have you got for us? Um, I'm going to give my mum flavor of the continent this week. She made an amazing meal and my family cooked for my birthday. I was looking for a caterer to cook for my birthday, but then I'd be honest, like I just asked God to bring me my mum for my birthday because I just wanted her cooked food. And he did that. He, God did that. Like my mum came on the week of my birthday and um she made all the food so um she she did a twist of things and i'll tell you my mom's quite experimental um we don't really eat like a lot of people i'm from zimbabwe a lot of people would assume i eat a lot of african food because that's just the general consensus that if you're african you eat all you eat is jollof rice and stewed chicken which is not the truth but <laughs> unfortunately that's not something i grew up with i actually learned how to eat jollof rice like in my 20 like teens and 20s um because it was just nothing that I ate at home um sorry so my mum made the menu was um I really wanted my grandma's curry chicken um because I hadn't had it in years she made amazing curry chicken 
My mum, I said to my mum, I wanted macaroni cheese. My mum was then like, okay, I've got this new twist of mac and cheese. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure if the girls and the boys and the non-binaries are going to go for it, but okay, do your thing. But it's actually really nice. It's very different. I wouldn't call it like mac and cheese, but I would say it's uh, it, she did a penne um, cauliflower mac and cheese kind of thing, which is quite nice, actually. It's quite lighter than it was lighter. It's lighter than the actual mac and cheese and yeah so that was quite nice it was different and it had spinach in it it was more of a vegetable kind of mac and cheese thing which was nice um and what else did we have she then made pomegranate rice with parsley and then she also made a, a vegan curry with a sweet potato and pineapple and um, vegan skewers, which was, they were really good. Um, Mufungo, which is saltfish and plantain balls. So instead of just having normal plantain, like we did a mufungo, which was nice with a hot pepper sauce. And um, what else did it? And then she made two salads as well. I feel like, and she made some cod. She made some um, cod in a um, basil sauce and cherry tomatoes, which was nice. I had the last some piece, the last piece yesterday, which was really good. And yeah, the food was amazing. And um, I did the dessert, which was cheesecake, brownies, sticky toffee pudding, pecan pie. And yeah, my friend made some vegan cupcakes. So that's my favorite from the continent. My family did a thing. My mom, my aunt and my grandmother. So shout out to them. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I don't have a flavor from the continent this week. Um, main reason is because all that extra money has gone into crypto, uh, which was actually meant to be the, the mains for today, but I guess we, we can revisit that crypto is not going nowhere. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're definitely going to do a crypto segment on the podcast because a lot of people have been approaching me about crypto and I still feel like I need to speak to an honest friend to give me the the download because sometimes I, I I I find it very hard like people send me videos and stuff and I have an attention span of a brain fish because these videos don't have pretty pictures and they're not colorful so my attention span just it shuts down after a while sorry yeah no problem we'll definitely we'll definitely get into it and uh share that conversation with you guys as well um so i guess to wrap it up do you, do you have any any takeaway anything for our listeners to put in their doggy bag um i would just say you know what i think i i think when it comes to relationships i think everybody is looking for the love of their life and um they're looking for that long-term partnership and they're looking for um Sometimes we are looking too much to the internet and to people to tell us what we should be having and what we should be wanting within our lives. One thing I would, I highly, highly recommend is that people spend time alone by themselves and get to know themselves because with each season you change, you die and you, you have your own little rebirth of okay, I don't like this anymore. I don't, and it's okay to not like something anymore. You may have liked, like me, I may have liked pork and lamb for the whole of my, you know, since a child, but now I don't like those things. It's actually okay. And sometimes what people need to do is take an edit, do an audit. You know how you do a spring clean of your house and your surroundings 
do a sprinkling of yourself. And not a lot of, a lot of the times we tend to not attend to ourselves like we attend to our cars, our, you know, our ovens, our, our mixers, whatever mechanical thing that you have, those things have an MOT and so do you. You have not just a physical MOT, but a mental MOT and a spiritual MOT. And sometimes you need to clear those things. And the more you do an MOT on yourself, the more you'll find what you like and the person that you're actually looking for is actually in front of you. And I say this because sometimes we are, you go onto social media and you watch TV and you are fed things through the site of media and TV. And they tell us that these are the type of things that we should go for. Sometimes what they're sent, they're selling us just a dream that doesn't sometimes already exists or exists for that person, not for you. Um, To understand what you like, you also have to do an MOT of yourself. So my message, my doggy book bag thing is MOT yourself and then you'll find the person who you, who is right for you in front of you. Love it. Uh, my one, I guess, is short and sweet. I guess is actually, I'm going to actually speak to the, our, our male listeners today, all the dudes out there. Um, work on yourself before you invite anybody into your world. Amen. I, I, I second that. And that's basically what I was trying to tell the ladies. You really just need to work on yourself um, before you can let anybody share your space. I, I believe I'm a huge believer of that. Um, it's, and I'm still, I'm still doing it. I, I still do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that wraps up uh, another episode of Juice and a Source. Uh, I think I think there was lots of uh, juice in this one. Uh, oh, that, it was juicy! I think the next episode is definitely gonna be saucy. I think um, <laughs> next week we are continuing this conversation. I am gonna do what Lysimbos asked me to do, which is watch the Blue Therapy series, and um, we'll be kind of just continuing the conversation about unraveling the the kind of the the dynamics between men and women, and just looking for that true partnership. I'll probably even chuck in a few mad de- um, dating stories that I've had um, throughout this pandemic as well. I think. Um, I'll let you into a bit of my little spice and how dating in the pandemic has been for me. There you go, guys. You don't want to miss that one. All right, well... <laughs> you know what? Just buy. Everyone buy. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode. And um, yeah, just enjoy your week. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. That is a wrap. I'm just hit